The Adventures of the Saint, starring Vincent Price. The Saint, based on characters created by Leslie Charteris and known to millions from books, magazines, and motion pictures. The Robin Hood of modern crime now comes transcribed to radio, starring Hollywood's brilliant and talented actor Vincent Price as... The Saint. Coming, coming. Good morning, Templar. Get you out of bed? Well, I... You young fellows, stay out too late, get up too late, and no exercise. Flabby, every one of you. Uh, it's only that my rowing machine sprang a leak a little while back. Rationalization. I... Well, they're rationing everything these days. Come in, Mr. Um... You know me, Templar Barnard. Buzz Barnard. I used to see you at the fat house when you were at state. The grip, brother. What? Oh, oh yes, the grip. As if I could ever forget, uh... Uh, how does it go again? Huh? If you're trying to joke, Templar, there are two things I never joke about. The university, the fraternity. Won't you sit down, Mr. Barnhart? Buzz. Buzz. Uh, you played football, didn't you? Football? I was before your time, Templar, but my old jersey still hangs in the frat house. The one I wore when I scored the touchdown against Michigan. All-America, 1926. And in 1926, football was football. Remember that. Football was football. I got it. Templar, you've made quite a reputation as the saint. That's why I've come to you. There's a force of evil loose on the campus of our alma mater, Templar. A force of evil. Read this. Hmm? Oh. Hmm. I know all about you and Angie. Let me tell you what will happen if you keep on seeing her. First you will be... Oh. This was written by a very sick mind, Mr. Barnard. Obviously. A poison pen note. And I have reason to believe that every man showing interest in Angela has received one. Oh, who is Angela? My daughter. And a senior at the university. Young and very beautiful. Oh, I'm sure of it. But I don't quite see, Mr. Barnard, <laughs> that is Buzz, uh, that there's anything that I can Templar, do... Templar, the young student who received this note, Jim Fuller, disregarded it. Last night he was seized from behind and choked unconscious. If his assailant hadn't been frightened off by other students approaching, I firmly believe Fuller would have been killed. Well, then it's a matter for the police. The police? Templar, the police, let alone not being state men, are not even university men. You see how impossible it is? But I still don't see how there I... There is no higher duty than the duty we all owe our alma mater. Though we may wander far, when she issues a call, we must answer. Templar, her reputation is threatened. She needs you. Buzz, for university, for fraternity, the grip. The grip, brother. Yeah. Oh. Then it's all settled. I'll tell Dean Matthews to expect you. Oh, is Dean Matthews still there? Gosh, he must be 180 years old by now. Of course. He no longer handles the administrative duties, but he insists on knowing everything that's going on. Well, I'll see him in the morning and arrange to take some refresher courses. Very intelligent. Excite less suspicion. Yeah. You might give me the names of the students your daughter has been seeing. Well, Angela, as a rule, doesn't care too much for the company of students, Templar. She prefers older men. Oh? Uh, how about Fuller? Uh, Fuller is, I believe, more of a convenience than anything else college dances and so on. Angela, I say this without conceit, you understand, uh, prefers someone cast more in the image of her father. Younger, naturally. Yeah, well, can you give me the names of any of these images? Uh, she has been somewhat circumspect. Uh, you might try Professor Hobson, a young instructor in psychology, around 35, quite handsome. Yeah. Angela must be a very attractive girl. Angela is an attractive woman, as you will find out. Is anything in particular meant by that, Mr. Barnard? Just caution, Mr. Templer. 
I know my daughter. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to it. For alma mater, of course. Of course. Of course. The grip. The grip. Good afternoon, Dean. My come name in, is... Come in, Templar. How's that? I never forget a face. Never. Understand you're coming back with us again. Well, in a way, yes. Good. Finish the job this time, my boy. Graduate. Make up your mind to it, and you'll do it. Dean, I, I think you have me confused with... Nonsense, nonsense. I remember you perfectly. Left here last semester, didn't you? Uh, as a matter of fact, Dean, I graduated from this fair tower of learning quite a number of... Well, a fair number of years ago. Uh, the reason I'm here just now is to audit a few courses, any courses, in connection with an investigation I'm making for Mr. Barnard. But I understand all this. Oh, good. I understand your needs exactly. Fine. Angela Barnhart is a very interesting young woman. Now, don't tell me you've received a note, too. How's that, young man? Uh, uh, nothing, sir. Uh, now, about those courses, Dean... My I... assistant will arrange things with the registrar. I know exactly what you want. Oh, splendid. And this semester, Templar, make up your mind to buckle down to work. No more cutting classes. A job worth doing is worth doing well. Dean, Assiduity, I... stick-to-itiveness, and a constant image before you of your parents' proud smile when you bring home that diploma. You touched me. Study hard, think straight, and resolve to be the kind of a success which in later life will enable you to contribute generously to the alumni fund. Professor Hobson? Yes? My name is Templar, Simon Templar. I'm auditing your psychology one. With what in mind, Templar? Do I impress you as a typical undergraduate type? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I was afraid not. Then I'd better be frank. I understand poison pen notes are circulating on the campus, Hobson, and further that you yourself may have received one. Yes? Well, I've been asked by, uh, Buzz Barnhart to find the author of the notes. I hope you can. I hope you can. Can you contribute to anything further than just hope? Templar, I, uh, I suppose you know that I'm implicated in this. Hmm. It has been suggested, yes. I have one of the notes. Have you seen them? Uh, here. Yeah. 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 It's pretty much like the other I saw. Have you uh, heeded the warning to stay away from Angie? Uh, no. Or rather, Angie hasn't stayed away from me. That sounds egotistical, but then you don't know Angie. Or do you? No, I'm still looking forward to it. Don't. I still don't know how this thing got started, Templar. Every young professor gets a certain amount of flattering attention from co-eds, but this is different, vastly different. Angie's a woman, tremendously attractive and tremendously evil. You really feel that? Yes. No. No. No one that young is evil. Give them time. Angie is twisted, badly so. Her family, her father... Oh, I can't even be objective enough about the girl to analyze what's wrong. Have any ideas about the author of the note? No. no. Someone badly neurotic, perhaps dangerously neurotic. That's obvious. Total lack of adjustment to realities. Perhaps these traits are apparent on the surface. Perhaps not. It could be anyone. You make my chances of finding him or her appear rather gloomy, Hobson. Why not? A neurotic, a psychotic in college ranks these days, we turn them out on an assembly line. <laughs> I'm somewhat of an escapist, Templar. I sought a professorial post as a refuge, a serene and lofty observation point. Let others compete, struggle, become ulcer-ridden, not for me. 
Well, you could have chosen a better historical period. Any historical period. Have you any idea what goes on in a university today, Templar? Just last June, we graduated most of our veterans. We got back to normalcy. Six months later, nine out of every ten men in college are 1A. Now try instilling the old college spirit in these boys. Try getting them to study their homework so their mothers will be proud of them. Try getting them to conform to the nice, conservative, moral standards which prevailed when you and I went to college. Oh, oh happily, I don't have to try. I only have to catch someone who's been writing letters. Do you have any ideas about anyone else who might have received one of these valentines? You know about young Fuller? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't really count him anyhow. Try our esteemed football coach, Buddy Ritko. A football coach hasn't enough worries? He has to go out and choose more? You don't choose Angie Templer. She chooses you. Oh, I see. Well, thanks for your help, Hobson. And I'd be a little careful about walking around alone after dark till this thing is cleared up. You might be in danger. Unless, of course, I was the author of these letters. Well, there's always that possibility, yes. In any case, I wish you success. In any case? In any case. <laughs> the ivory tower has come crashing down. This bruised and soiled occupant has no further distance to fall. <laughs> well, see you in class, Templar? Oh, if I don't get hurt in football practice, yes. Oh, yes. Our Mr. Ritko, a character builder. A character builder? <laughs> or a winning football coach. He combines the aggressiveness of a hungry shark with the ethics of a professional stool pigeon. A winning coach. <laughs> uh, see you in class, Professor. All right, break it up, boys. Hit the showers. I beg your pardon. My name is Templer, Mr. Ritko. Oh, an alumnus? Well, what's the complaint, Mr. Templer? No complaint, Coach. Just a little information. Oh, <laughs> you want to know why we dropped two games last fall? Well, the ball was slippery and our quarterback was stupid. No, not that kind of information. I, I wanted some information about Angela Barnhart. Angela and you, as a matter of fact. Oh, you're pretty nosy even for an alum. Come on in the office. Oh, thank you. You haven't been writing me letters on the subject of Angela. Mm, so you got one, too. May I see it? Sure. Here. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty nasty. Oh, I've gotten worse. You should see them when I lose a football game. The man who wrote this might be dangerous, Ritka. I can handle myself. Yeah, you look like you can. Any aversions to telling me what there is between you and Angela? None. Except that it's none of your business? Hmm? Oh, yeah. Her father asked me to investigate these letters. Oh, good old Buzz. I met Angie through him. He's the kind you find on every campus, if you're unlucky. He's still back in 1926 when he was a star. Nobody knows anything about football but him, least of all me. But what about Angie? She's the kind you meet on the campus if you're lucky. Aren't you a little old for her, Ritko? She likes it that way. Couldn't this be trouble? It's worth it. All these notes were typewritten. You don't have a typewriter, do you, Coach? Look, these letters were written by a nut. I didn't have time to go to class when I went to college, but I'm smart enough to figure that. Am I nutty enough to be doing it? Forty-three coaches last year had nervous breakdowns. A lot more are acting strange, but the man with the net hasn't gotten them yet. Am I one of them? <laughs> 
I'll pay you money and take your choice. Now, beat it. I'm busy. You're a hard man, Mr. Ricker. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, there you are, Templer. I'd heard you'd come down to the gym. Uh, how are you, Mr. Barnhart? Buzz. Oh, you've met our friend Ricko. Oh, arms around the neck charms, Buzz. Good, good. Templer, Angela's waiting outside. She wants to meet you. Yeah, I'm sure the desire is mutual. But uh, don't you want to hear about... No, tell me later. Right now, I'm going to stay here and show Ritko some plays Pop Warner used in the single wing. Some real plays, Ritko. Oh, sure, Buzz, sure. Jim Dandy. Well, the trouble with you, Ritko, is that you don't understand the fundamentals of the... Well, what are you waiting for, Templar? A break in the conversation. Run along, Templar, and I wish you luck. You'll need it. And you too. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm used to it. Angie, you're not used to. Right, Buzz? Badly put, but right. Now, here's an off-tackle smash. Uh, sorry, I can't stay with you happy people. Now, well, what was that you were going to tell me about Pop Warner? Oh, some plates. You would be Simon. Yeah, and uh, you would be Angie. Yes, you very definitely would be Angie. Heard a lot about you, to coin a cliche. And now, what do you think? I don't know you well enough to tell you. Well, then let's get better acquainted. Come on, walk me to class, Simon. I hope it's a long walk and a short <laughs> class. <laughs> You're very smooth, Simon. Lots of practice? Yes, yes, you've had lots of practice. Uh, don't you think we'd better talk about uh, the letters, Angela? We must. I don't consider them particularly important. They're ugly and they're stupid and they're written by a man. That's all I know. Well, why are you so sure they're written by a man? Because they're ugly and stupid? Yes. But not you, Simon. Not you. Angie? Angie, I've been looking for you. Oh, hello, Jim. Uh, Jim Fuller, Simon Temple. Oh, how are you, Jim? Simon. Great. <laughs> you work fast, Mr. Temple. Now, don't make a scene, Jimmy. Scenes? Scene? What do you expect when you practically push my face down in the dirt and rub my nose in it? No one's asking you to keep bringing your face around, Jimmy. Angie, Go I... away, Jimmy. Go away. All right, Angie. I'll... See you later, maybe. Wasn't that a little cruel? Oh, Jimmy's a child, really a child. And you're pushing 70, of course. <laughs> don't talk down to me, Simon. And don't try to erect any barriers by talking about my age. People only erect barriers who are frightened. Psychology one? Experience two. Meet me tonight at the stadium, Simon? Oh, uh, game tonight? No game. Just ask. We can climb the stairs to the press box and look out over the whole campus. Not afraid of heights, Simon? Just high heels, my dear. <laughs> I'll see you around nine, Simon. Well, don't keep me out too late. I've got to carry the ivy this year. Carry the ivy? <laughs> College slang of another day. Meaning to graduate. I'll get you home very early, Simon. In fact, I'll take very good care of you. I'll see you tonight. See you tonight, Angie. Ooh. <sighs> A little warm today. <laughs> Jim? Don't try to be friendly, Templer. I know you're going to meet Angie. Oh, I shouldn't have bragged to the boys at the frat house. Not funny, Templer. Oh, I suppose it isn't. I'm sorry, Jim. It's all right. I don't count. I'm worried about Angie. Oh, come on. We can talk as we go, Jim. It's... It's not natural to be like she is. Give you a rough go? Not only me. All men. It's kind of like she's revenging herself on him for something. Well, how about this, uh, well, this preference for older men? That's a pattern. Hobson, Ritko, you, and a lot of others. Mm -hmm. How long does it usually last? Not long. She cuts them up, too. What causes it, Templar? What is it? 
want to help her, but I can't reach her. I... What's the matter? Over by the light tower alongside the stadium. Hmm? I don't see anything. Lying on the concrete. Come on. Huh? It's... It's a man. Yeah. It was a man. Before he fell from a long way up. Who is it? Better not look, Jim. It's pretty nasty. <laughs> Professor Hobson. Hobson? What happened to him? He fell or jumped or was pushed. Whatever it was, he won't be able to tell us. He's dead? The ivory tower has come crashing down. Looks like the writer of these letters wasn't fooling, Jim. Find Angie and take her home. I've got work to do. Good morning, Dean. Oh, Templar. Sit down, sit down. Thank you. Shocking thing about Hobson. Shocking. Accident, of course. What makes you think so? My dear fellow, Hobson was one of our professors. How could it be anything else? Dean, do you think he was climbing light towers at the stadium just for exercise? Officially, yes. Actually, no. But whatever it was, I don't want to know. I mean, well, the good name of the university, Templar. You can see that. The man has been killed, Dean. The police are investigating. But we don't need to tell them about the letters, do we? Uh, uh, that is to say, do we? I'm afraid we do, Dean. Hobson didn't fall from the light tower. He fell, but from somewhere else. His body was moved to the base of the tower. You're making things up, Templar. It was an accident. I think it was murder. Murder? Templar, I must ask you not to use that word. No state man was ever murdered. Keep that in mind. Now, uh, I'm very busy this morning. Dean, Remember, uh, Templar, in this country, a boy can be anything he wants to be if he makes up his mind to it. Study hard. Save your pennies, and you'll get there. Swell. And now, if you'll excuse me, I... Oh, uh, by the way, Templar, here's a note for you that was left at my office this morning. A note for me? Oh, thank you. Hmm. I know all about you and Angie. If you don't stop seeing her, I will... Uh, yeah. well, it looks like I'm on the list, Dean. Another letter written in poison. I don't believe it. Look here, read it for yourself. No, 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 I don't want to read it. I... Templar, if it's someone in this college, then somehow I've failed, haven't I? I mean, this age, these times, things have somehow gone wrong. Haven't they? Yes, Dean. Somehow things have gone very wrong. Templar! Templar, wait up! I've been looking for you. Oh, hello, Barnard. I've been looking for you, too. I got a little note this morning, dripping with venom. No. There's a force of evil loose on this campus, Templar. You've got to find it, and quickly. Spring football practice starts next month. Oh, we'll clear it up before then. Uh, tell me, how's Angie taking Hobson's death? How should she take it? What was Hobson to her? More than a friend, I should say. True, but Angela's not for brooding. She wanted me to remind you that you didn't keep your date last night. Hardly. She said she would be at the same place tonight. Didn't tell me where, but I guess you'd know. Yes, I suppose I would. Fine girl, Angela. You're lucky that she singled you out for attention. She has, you know. You're very lucky. <laughs> I could be the luckiest man in the cemetery. Say, you could at that, Templar. 
Well, that's the way things go. That's just the way things go. Yes, sir, that's just... Buzz, if you don't mind, I haven't gone yet. <laughs> I'll see you at the 50-yard line. Hello, Mr. Templer. Jim. Huh, it seems I meet you at the same spot every night. I know you're going to meet Angie. I followed her, and so I go up to the press box. You seem to get around, Jim. Now, tell me something... Where did you find Angie last night after I told you to get her and take her home? She wasn't up in the press box. No. She was coming from the other direction. Uh, I'm glad. Why? You think Professor Hobson jumped from the press box? Jumped? No. Would you do me a favor, Jim? Wait at the foot of these stairs and don't let anyone come up. Would you do that? Why should I? Because I think I can solve this thing tonight. Is that reason enough? Oh, um, sure. Good. Wish me luck. Huh? Not with Angie. Just... See you later, Jim. Anybody here? That's me, son. Oh, Angie. You sure the best, son? Yeah, the stairs. Oh, what a disappointment. Where are the lights, Angie? Where are they, Miss? You're the first one who ever wanted any. Angie, I want you to listen and answer my questions. I didn't come up here to hold hands with you or whatever it is they're doing in college these days. Same thing as in your day, Simon. Angie, a man's been killed. I don't know how to make it register with you or how to get you to drop the role of the femme fatale and face reality. A man's been killed because of you. I know, and... I'm afraid, Simon. Good. Terribly afraid. Good. That's a start. But you're the key to this, Angie. What you are and what made you that way. This may sound strange, but... Do you remember your mother? A little. My father was mean to her and I hated him for it. But I love my father. All right. Now, what was the first thing you remember about him? Well, I, I thought he wanted me to be a boy. Football player. He didn't want a girl. Yes, yes. Hey, what was that? What? I heard something. Angie, do you think your father loves you now? I don't want to ask you this, but I have to. Of course he does. I think he enjoys my being able to make fools of men. He asks me about it. Men younger than himself. And do you enjoy him? Oh, I don't know. Paul, Paul Hobson told me that I was revenging myself for the way my father treated my mother, but I don't know. Angela, do you think your father is rational? Stop, stop, please, please. All right, all right. Now, look, try and pull yourself together, Angie. I, I, uh, I want to show you something. Come over here. What? I brought a flashlight so you could look at this typewriter. Read the story. A young, tearing, slashing buzzsaw roared up and down the gridiron at State today. A fury of a man wearing the number 87. This must have been left in the typewriter from last fall. Read the date line. November 8th, 1926. I don't understand. Read further. Wearing the number 87, today a football immortal was born in the fire of competition. His name, Buzz Barnhart. But, Simon, what... The person who wrote this wrote the poison pen notes. A very sick person, Angie. A person unable to face reality. Someone living in the past, still in that golden moment which was never afterward equaled. 
A thick brain who could sit up here and see himself down there on that empty football field and write stories about what used to be. No. They were better days than you ever saw, Templar. Far better. Father. Were you here all along, Buzz? I just came up. You told young Fuller not to let anyone up. But of course, Angie's father is different. I never thought much of Fuller anyway. He couldn't make our fraternity, Templar. Didn't even come out for football. Take it easy, Buzz. Wondering why I asked you here to catch the right of the notes, Templar? A lot of criminals have it, Buzz. The subconscious desire for punishment. Nonsense. You were the only one against whom it was fun to compete. A state man. Father, how could you? How could you? Don't worry, Angie. We'll still be all right. Those fools with their youth will still come flocking, and you'll send them all away because they can't measure up to me. That's it, isn't it? Their youth doesn't mean anything, does it? You can't bring back your own youth, Buzz. Let it go. Let it go. I'm still twice the man any of you are. Look at Hobson. I picked him up like a baby, and he's 20 years younger. And I'll do the same for you. Father, don't. Stay back, Buzz. Give it up. I saw you looking at her. I saw you. You're all alike, you young men. Come here, Templar. Come here. No, Father, no. Listen to me, Buzz. It's a hundred feet straight down. Let's see how young you look lying on the concrete, Templar. Let's see. Pull her away, you. Look out, Jim. Look out. Oh. Don't look, Angie. Don't look. You all right, Jim? I guess so. I I dodged and, and he... Yes, I know. He made his last run. Take Angie home, will you? Well, I... I'm oh, sure, Angie. I'll stay with Buzz. He'd like that. Fraternity brother. congratulate you on the way you've handled this thing. Exemplary. Well, I thought it was better for Angie's sake to put her father's death down to pure accident, Dean. Also, Hobson's. Not the truth, but there are times to look the other way. Exactly. Times to look the other way. Very well put. And, of course, who are we to say that they weren't pure accidents? Both of them. Dean. And I'm not at all sure that Barnhart's mind wasn't sound as a dollar. After all, wasn't he All-American? Dean. And chairman of our alumni fund? What more proof do you want? All right, Dean. It never happened, any of it. Satisfied? Yes, indeed. Proves what I've always said. Can't beat a college education. Send us the boy and we send you back the man. As the twig is bent, so the tree shall grow. I'll remember, Dean. Do so. And above all, keep a sound grip on reality. Well... Good luck in your final exams, Templar. Thank you, sir. You have been listening to another transcribed adventure of the saint, the Robin Hood of modern crime. Now here's our star, Vincent Price. Ladies and gentlemen, in tonight's cast, you heard Mary Ship as Angela and Ed Bagley as her father. Earl Ross was the dean, Whitfield Connors, Hobson, Fred Shields, Ritko, and Lamont Johnson, Jim. This is Vincent Price inviting you to join us again next week at this same time for another exciting adventure of The Saint. Good night. Tonight's script of The Saint was written by Dick Powell. Three chimes mean good times on NBC. This afternoon, be sure to hear The Big Show and Theater Guild on the Air presents The Fallen Idol with Walter Pidgeon on NBC. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle 
is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Time to take this submarine back up. Oh, but it's tax season up there, Captain. You know, all that stressing over taxes isn't necessary with Tax Act. How did you get... April here. To remind you that with Tax Act, you're guaranteed your maximum refund while filing for less. Beats being submerged for another month. May hey, Captain? To your stations. We're headed home. Guess I should probably close that window I opened. What? Kidding. Tax Act. Switch to Tax Act today and start for free. See TaxAct.com for details.